0: Here's what's coming up on today's show.
1: And so tax planning is being proactive and looking at what are your opportunities not only this year and going forward to make sure you keep as many of your dollars in your pocket as legally possible.
0: help you reach your peak in retirement it's time for your retirement elevated hey thanks for joining us today on your retirement elevated i'm walter storholt alongside scott dugan he is a financial advisor of course the co-founder and managing partner of elevated retirement group Based in the KC Metro area, but serving clients all across the country, Scott brings his more than two decades of financial planning experience to the show each and every episode. Scott, good to be with you again this week. I know the summer's just flying by, but I hope you are doing well.
1: Uh, We are. We have had relatively decent weather. Even for the summertime, so um, I don't know if we're going to get lucky and mm-hmm. keep, you know, keep it in under a hundred or not. Uh, you already uh, jinxed just, it. Good just job, just jinxed all of us <laughs> uh, for that. But uh, so now I, I thought as we come into towards the end of summer, you know, coming into the fall, that was always a good reminder to talk to everyone about hey, what what are what we call the five key areas of your financial life, and our whole practice revolves around helping people develop. Ways to make sure that they've got their ducks in a row around the five key areas of of financial planning or financial life. So we're going to run through those today, and actually we'll post uh, a PDF of the five key areas uh, on the podcast, so you can link to it. Uh, But I always like to give a refresher uh, because you know if you've been listening for a while, I've been a client for a while. We're we're very proactive in bringing things up, Uh, but sometimes it's just good to hear kind of a list or have a list to look at and go, oh, you know what. I need to know more about that. Or if someone is chatting about something they're dealing with, let's say it's a friend or family member. And if you think through those five key areas, like, Hey, Scott and his team, they help people with that. And so it's kind of a twofold refresher and a reminder of all the things that we do to help you. Uh, our valued clients uh, and also what we do uh, for friends, family members that we really appreciate introductions to those people because we love to help them as well. Well, one thing I
0: love that you guys do, Scott, is just break things down in very easy-to-understand formats and and methods and ways. And you've done that here with this five key areas of your current financial life. This is a great snapshot and a check-in of where you might be, folks. So, again, download this PDF. We're going to link to it in the show notes, as Scott mentioned. It's one page, which is fantastic uh, to kind of be able to just get a, a good checkup of your financial health all in one page and uh, with key questions and key categories here. So we'll break down the five for you. And I know number one on the list because I have the form in front of me. So here, Scott, I've got the PDF with me. So I've got the cheat sheet. Uh, and you can follow along with us if you want to, if you want to access that cheat sheet. It's at listen2scott Scott.com. And the first
1: uh, one on the list is income planning. And it's probably the most important one because without a paycheck in retirement, it's not much of a retirement. And our clients and our, our listeners here, people that come to our educational classes, they're motivated to save money and to delay some gratification. They're trying to make good, solid choices. So when they do decide to leave paid work, when work becomes optional, it's optional when we have the ability to generate the amount of income that will sustain us in retirement. So it's not about age, not necessarily about a number. If you remember the old ING commercials years ago, had all these people walking around, what's your number? You know, sitting and they had a this number under their arm. Sitting, you know, sitting on the, the park bench. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, got 800,000, I've got 2 million. Well, it really matters of how much income can we reliably produce from that lump sum and people want to know, hey are, are we going to be okay in retirement you know if life throws a curveball are we going to have the resources the flexibility to be independent to still do the things we want to do And so planning is a process that's very data driven. Uh, it's very empirical it's based on facts logic. Really what it's to do is to make us emotionally feel better. All right. So really all these things that we're doing are very detail oriented, but it's the emotion that they invoke is what's the important part. Now we want to make decisions based on facts, Logic. We want to dispel that those myths, those misunderstanding. Uh, We want to make sure we've got a solid decision making process. But really, these five areas are key uh, because it's about again, the income part is laying that foundation. And once we know what we need the money to do, and what resources we have, then, then and only then can we move on to the other. So when we do income planning, what we're really focused on is creating an income strategy that's based on your personal situation, which are your goals, desires, and needs. And what we call a clearly defined income plan manages all those variables and looking at all of your income sources and so, all those can work in conjunction so that your retirement expenses can be fulfilled. And so, if you're reading along, you know, we basically have four bullet points under income planning. Uh, we do a detailed breakdown of expense needs, end dates, retirement phasing strategies. Uh, what does that mean? It means we're not talking about putting you on a budget. We're talking about what does it take to live your lifestyle? You know What does that look like? Do we have things that are going to last forever in retirement as far as expenses? Are some going to be higher in the beginning and lower at the end? Uh, some going to be higher at the end within the beginning? So all those pieces uh, from an expense standpoint, a detailed breakdown, is helpful. And the reason we break those down, the expenses into that phasing, uh, that's the go-go, slow-go, no-go. You've heard that many, many times. Um, but most people in the first 10 years of retirement, let's say, that's going to be the go-go. Those are doing a lot of things. Why? Because we we have health. We need to do those things. And we need to save some things for later that don't take as much physicality or health. Uh, perfect example, I, I was uh, listening to a podcast, and the gentleman was talking about, you know, he's really trying to maximize experiences in his retirement. And one of the things that they found out, they went with some of their friends on a on a train uh, trip across Canada, which I always thought that would be kind of cool. Sounds but pretty cool. Yeah. To go all the way across Canada. And he said, what he realized is because they're relatively. Young in retirement, they, were, they retired early, like 59, 60. And because what they realized is that they had a, an unbelievable experience doing that. But they also noticed the people that they were on this trip with predominantly were in their 70s and 80s plus. So he said what it made them realize is that, yes, they love to do that but they have a lot of other things on their list they want to do that take more health and physicality. And so one of the things they want to do is take the hike up to Machu Picchu. Well, that's something that you probably need to prioritize early in retirement. I would even say if you can prioritize it while you're working and when you're at peak earning years and you've got a ton of vacation, you know, PTO, do that while you're in your 50s, early 60s and save those things again if you've got a wide array of things that you want to do and tackle i think we need to be cognizant of where we insert those things and where we plan to do them um, because just at certain points in all of our lives it some things just don't become feasible I mean, they're not feasible anymore uh, i see that in my life and we're trying to prioritize the the go-go things uh, in my fifties, you know, we, we like to try to take a good one good trip per year. You know, we're trying to knock out those things that uh, are going to take peak physical health, and save the things that are a little more relaxing, and a little more restorative for potentially later in life. So that was a long drawn out thing, but I, I think it's important to segment out if you're going to do that go-go. Prioritize those things early on while we have maximum health and wellness in our lives.
0: And there's a reason income planning is at the top of the list. It does take time. It takes energy and effort, and it needs attention. And so, it's always going to be talked about. I think every podcast we do, uh, Scott, is going to have an element of that income
1: planning conversation come up because it's just so central and important. That's absolutely, what we do. Absolutely, and and to take that further, and we'll tie it up this in a bow. Uh, so, in that income planning. Uh, we need to optimize if there's a pension. You know, what's the best way to take that pension? What's the optimal way to take your social security? When to kick that on? Again, we need to make sure your plan is tested against inflation, longevity, uh, sur- or spouse passing away, or, uh, you know, having a health care issue. And then finally, how do we want to withdraw money from the portfolio? We call it our portfolio withdrawal strategy. And there's basically two ways, three ways to do it, excuse me. Uh, If there is an income gap, let's say we need $2,000 a month, is the gap on top of your social security. You're gonna get to choose, do you want to take that from the market uh, like a dividend pool, they you the know, so market goes up and down, so it's not guaranteed, it's fairly stable, but you know, there's some variability to it. Uh, do you want it protected? Uh, do you want those to show up in your bank account on a consistent basis, no matter what the market's doing? So, variable is can go up and down, protected is can't go down, uh, you can't lose. And uh, so, that's the second strategy. The third strategy is a combination of variable and protected. So let's say that $2,000 a month you need, maybe you want $1,000 of that to be variable and $1,000 to be protected. So that's what we talk about portfolio withdrawal strategy. Those are the three options. And we walk our clients through the pros and cons of all three of those and ultimately help them decide what strategy makes sense to put into place for their situation.
0: All right. So that's the income planning breakdown. But uh, we know, although it's extremely important, it's not the end-all be-all of the planning process that you take people through at an elevated retirement group. So what's the second key area that someone should get that checkup on in their retirement life?
1: Definitely it's the investment planning. And I say this quite often, you know, that investments are the servant of the plan. They're just the engine that delivers the results that we're looking for inside of the income plan. And again, a lot of things go into this. Uh, We talked about the withdrawal strategy. So once that we have landed on which of the three, you know, variable, protected, or a combination or hybrid of those two, what scenario that we want to use in your situation, it really comes down to making sure, you know, we've always got a smart place to take money from uh, because that's the, the one thing that's certain is there's always gonna be some uncertainty in life. And our job is to put a solid plan together and choose the investments that are gonna react and act in a range that you're gonna be comfortable with and constantly monitoring those and changing those over time if we're presented with new and better opportunities. Example of that would be today from a fixed interest rate on a guaranteed basis. Uh, I know we just got a notice out last week There is a company out there that will guarantee 5.6% tax deferred for five years. No bells and whistles. It's just a fixed interest rate guaranteed for the term, which in this case is five years. And so you go back 18 months, it wasn't even half of that. And so there's opportunity right now, especially rolling into the latter part of the year, example, where would an account like that be applicable? Uh, you know, September is one of the largest months, uh, for CDs to come mature. And so they become available to move. And so a lot of CDs you saw even three months ago, you could get a little over a 5% CD for 11 months. Well, now it's 5% for six months. And so they're not wanting to lock in that time horizon. And so we've got a search out there for alternatives. And right now, 5.6 for five years and something called a multi-year guaranteed annuity or a MIGA for short. um, It's just an insurance carrier. It's uh, annuity with them. It's plain Jane fixed rate, no fees. You can take out ten percent per year, gross tax-free. If you don't, again, that might be a solution for certain people with a sliver or a portion of their assets. Perfect example of that. We had a client recently retired. We've got a five-year window uh, where they're really wanting to be aggressive with their spending, and so, but they wanted to have a pretty strong guarantee. And so we put enough money in a MIGA and actually two different ones uh, that end of three years and five years, those come due, they become free and clear, and they know to the penny if we put money in today and within three years, we know exactly what it's going to be worth and how much cash flow we're going to take from it. Same thing with the five-year bucket. And so again, it's depending, we've got to really get into how do you want the, the money delivered? What's your appetite for risk? and our job is to find the best possible strategies and talk to you about the pluses and minus of those, and then ultimately put those into place and monitor them going forward.
0: It's big. So we've got income planning and investment planning, two big slices of the pie, but you're, you're really doing yourself a disservice if you don't move into this next key area of your financial life and analyze it. And it's one that often people will overlook, ignore, or not even realize the potential uh, to be had here. And that's when it comes to tax planning. And I feel like this is like the, the secret sauce of the recipe, perhaps,
1: it is because it's not addressed very often. And we need to address taxes because you have a partner in your retirement, and it's the IRS. They made You made a deal, we all did, is that we put money in a tax-vert account. We got a tax break when we put it in. But the deal is, and the agreement, is that when you take it out, that's going to be taxed at your ordinary income rate. A lot of our clients, a lot of our listeners now know that they don't necessarily end up in a lower tax bracket when you retire. And if you think, "Well, I, I don't really have a tax plan," well, don't worry. The IRS has one provided for you. It's the tax code. And so, tax plan is being proactive and looking at what are your opportunities not only this year and going forward to make sure you keep as many of your dollars in your pocket as legally possible. And so we start with assessing the taxable nature of your current holdings. You know, those going to be in taxed now, taxed later, or taxed never. We want to look at how do we strategize ways to use tax-free or tax-free money in your plan? Do we make contributions to those types of accounts? Or we do conversions from tax for to tax-free over time, which we do a lot of that, into moving from IRAs and 401ks to either Roth IRAs, or what called the, LERP, the LIRP, the L I R P, which we use that in cases where it makes sense that we want to have a hedge against long-term care. We want to have a tax-free death benefit, either for income replacement for the surviving spouse, or having a tax-free benefit, a pool of benefit that comes in and pays off the tax-deferred uh, taxation uh, for loved ones, or can provide a tax-free uh, pool of income, just much like a Roth IRA. And so that LERP, LARP, L I R P, stands for Life Insurance Retirement Plan, made very popular by David McKnight, who we've had speak uh, to our clients. Uh, so again, just making sure we look at what are all those alternatives out there, how should we pull money out? How do we move money around? And ultimately, we want to make sure that the cash flow is efficient to you and your spouse. And if it's important to have it efficient to your heirs and loved ones, we want to make sure we do that. And we do that by tax planning. And in our firm, it's a combination of advisor, certified financial planner, CPA, all working in concert to make sure you've got a solid plan and all the angles are looked at. Uh, and so multiple set of eyes on your plan, and that's, which I believe is much better than relying on one person to do all that.
0: Yeah, that's huge. And uh, you've got to make sure that you're addressing tax plan uh, issues in your financial life, as well as the two final key areas of planning. And again, you can download this PDF. It's just a good reminder for what we talked about here on the show. But also, if you want to follow along with us through these final two points, uh, it's available to you on listen listentoscott.com. Healthcare planning is the fourth key area. Another one that people just like to kind of stick their head in the sand about, or maybe just don't realize just how big of a burden it could be. Uh, why is this one of the just key areas that you like to dig into in your planning process, Scott?
1: Well, that healthcare planning, and I'll back up one of you know, the, the income and investment planning, that's building the base plan. and really tax planning, healthcare planning, ultimately estate planning, those are ways to protect what you've built, all right? So one and two are the foundation. Three, four and five are protecting the plan and the foundation that you put in place. And so that healthcare piece, uh, obviously, we've got resources internally that can help people that are pre-65 or 65 and over to look at what are their healthcare options. And so that could be if you're going to leave work before 65, uh, maybe you're going to go on COBRA for 18 months. And then bridge over when you turn 65 to Medicare. Uh, Maybe you're going to retire at 60, so you've got to go out there on the exchange. Uh, Maybe you do COBRA and then go on the exchange, but you've got to bridge that gap to 65 before you can go on to Medicare. And so looking at what are your options from a Medicare standpoint, Part A, Part B, Part D, are we looking at a, a supplement, a Medicare Advantage plan, prescription drug plan, Uh, So that's the healthcare aspect of it. And then for long-term, you know, looking at long-term care, what are strategies to put into place if you feel it's important? Our baseline for that type of planning is, hey, let's talk about what it could mean to your plan financially if one or the both of you just use the average level of care. And if we go through that exercise and you think, you know what, that's what we save money for if if we spend down, you know, two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars and we leave whatever is left. Some people are okay with that. Some people go through the exercise and go, whoa, wait a minute. I don't don't like that amount of risk. I don't like that risk hanging out there. And in that case, that's when you put a strategy in place to where you're setting a small portion of your portfolio aside on an annual basis. It's either having long-term care insurance, uh, or it's having an asset-based long-term care, uh, like with an annuity that has a long-term care rider to it. Or it could be that LARP, that LARP, that has a tax-free death benefit that can be used while you're alive. So you can take part of that death benefit tax-free, and the company sends it to you, and you pay your long-term care costs with that, but it goes into your bank account and you decide when it gets paid out. So in that example, let's say someone had a $400,000 death benefit on their LERP and they needed care for a couple of years. They spent $200,000 of that tax-free death benefit. And so the surviving spouse or beneficiaries, we left with that $200,000 amount. So a very effective way to do that. I would say right now that's the most popular strategy that we're seeing across our client base, because it gives you a lot of flexibility. uh, And there's an exit strategy with the money. And you're not just plunking it down for premiums, uh, like traditional long term care insurance. But again, you just have to decide, are you comfortable self insuring, which we have a lot of clients that do, or do you want to put some strategy in place that fits your overall plan and you want to get the best bang for your buck of those dollars put towards that long term care planning process?
0: Yeah, it's big. I, I, I love LERP, by the way. Still, what, my favorite financial term, I think, out there. Just something about LERP. Just, I want one. I don't know. It's pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> I just want one because of the name of it. Um, all right. Seriously. Last piece. The five key areas of planning here. Number five is legacy and estate planning. And this is this is that tail end of the process, but
1: a really important piece of the puzzle. It, it is. And I always stress, you know, that estate planning, and it's it's really looking at at the lowest level do you have all your beneficiary designations up to date. So the institution can transfer the dollars effectively, or do you at least have a will? If you have kids under 18, I would stress to you at least have a will uh, for custody issues of of minor children. And for most of our clients, they're gonna wanna look at the living trust. And no matter what you pick on those three, uh, having the proper documents in place, universal HIPAA form, DNR, do not resuscitate, you know, healthcare, power of attorney, at least having those documents in place are, I think, the baseline. That's why our, a lot of our clients choose to have a living trust because it encompasses everything. Um, it's private, avoids probate if structured correctly. And so it's not only about having your affairs in order when you're no longer here and having your wishes you know met. It's how do you want things handled while you are here, but maybe are incapacitated. And so that's what that estate planning is important, have all your ducks in a row there. The legacy piece is once you're both gone, you have no more use for those dollars. How do those get distributed to loved ones, uh, charity, you name it. Uh, But again, it's, it's about defining your needs and desires and putting the proper documents in place to help fulfill those, give you the highest probability of success. And so with that, just like with healthcare, just like with taxes, we obviously have a, a, an estate plan attorney that works right here in our office. Uh, he runs his own law firm, but he can sit down, walk through our the, I, the concept of what do you really need? What are we trying to accomplish? He can explain the pros and the cons of whether you need beneficial designation, do a will or a trust. And the power that we have at Elevator Retirement Group is that you've got a team of people That are working on your behalf. And prior to us having all these things under one roof uh, is really up to the client to be the quarterback and be able to deal with the financial planner to deal with the CPA or taxpayer to deal with the estate planning attorney. So you had to be in the center and you had to be the intermediary and explain all those things. And I can tell you a lot of, a lot of times stuff gets lost in translation, maybe it didn't get explained correctly, maybe the you know the professional isn't uh, on board with those ideas. And that's really what I I had this vision of making sure that hey, if people come to us for their financial planning needs, we want to come into through one set of doors sit down and have a team of people at their disposal so they can access those people and just simplify things. And that's the one thing I hear all the time. It's like, we've been looking for this. I'm so glad now I can just come to one place and I don't have to go across town and coordinate. It's just for lack of a better term, that one stop shop that we can talk about developing your income plan setting up the income investment plan to, to drive the income plan. Look at the tax planning piece, doing either tax preparation and or tax planning with our CPA to make sure are we taking advantage of everything that's out there? Are we keeping more of our dollars in our pocket? And then healthcare, we've got resources there. That's up to date on all the uh, healthcare planning that's out there. We can get that done. And then finally, that legacy and estate, it's make sure that all those documents that you have, all your wishes are inside of that paperwork, and making sure that all the people that are on your team, uh, from the income plan, the investment plan, tax, healthcare, all those things are coordinated. And that happens internally. Uh, We have meetings with all those professionals for our clients and their situation. They don't have to be there. We like when they are. But those people are all constantly communicating for the benefit of the client. And that's why I think These five areas are important and having a team of people, whether it's us or someone else that can be comprehensive to do those things. And again, under one roof is pretty rare and we're excited and we're very humbled by the reaction of our of our clients uh, with those resources we have rolled out and we'll continue to improve those as we go forward. Very
0: good. And again, you can download this five key areas of your current financial life PDF and resource guide by just checking the show notes or the description of today's episode. We'll link to it right there. It's at listen listentoscott.com as well. Just find this episode and you can easily access it. Uh, you'll see the download options. You can also call if you have any questions. Reach out to Scott Dugan at 913 393 4724. Tap into that great knowledge that the team has at Elevated Retirement Group. 913-393-4724, or again on listen listentoscott.com. Scott, thanks for another great episode today. Really appreciate your guidance through today's conversation and for highlighting this guide for us. And I know we've got some good episodes on the horizon. Looking forward to it. We appreciate it. That's Scott Dugan. I'm Walter Storholt. We'll see you next time, right back here on Your Retirement Elevated.